Stu Does America. StuDoesMerch.com. Yes, use the code Stu10, you'll save 10%. We have the Joe Biden, the anyone but Biden 24 shirts are up. The repeal of the 16th Amendment shirt is big. That's up as well. Check it out there. Go to the YouTube page as well. Subscribe to the channel. Like the content. Drop a comment below. We love when you do such things. We start, though, by doing... Dylan Mulvaney, and we've had crappy titles on this show before, some really bad ones. Stu does Dylan Mulvaney might be the worst one. I'm not happy. I'm not happy with this outcome. And nor is Dylan, I would, I would assume. This is a, an interesting time, not only for our culture at hand, but Dylan Mulvaney, Bud Light, all of our eyeballs. This is not a comfortable time. Now, Bud Light is doing everything it possibly can to try to win your heart back. It is trying to reverse course here. It didn't want necessarily to be the beer of the uh, LGBTQIA2 plus community. It just wants to be a beer, I think, but it can't help itself. It's gone woke and now it's reaping the consequences of this. To come back from this over the 4th of July weekend, which, I mean, honestly, you think of 4th of July, if you're going to drink Bud Light at any time other than a Studios America Power Hour, uh, it's probably going to be uh, at the 4th of July picnic. And so they tried, they're trying to get back to that on for this 4th of July weekend. Enjoy some beer and a bunch of cans of Bud Light. No, no transgendered people on the screen. They're just trying to get back to it. And, you know, remember this all started with one of their executives saying like, oh, well, we've got a very fratty fratty um, uh, image and we need to reverse that we can't people think that we like funny guy humor it's terrible we need to turn into the transgender friendly beer well that didn't work out all that well so now they're going back the other way and we're back to fratty humor made all of those noises when sitting down or getting up from a chair. It is accurate. I will say, if you want to bring me back to Bud Light, you pick the wrong Kelsey. You got to go Jason Kelsey. Far, far superior Kelsey. We all know it. Uh, sorry, Travis. Uh, but, like, the idea is, let's just get back to this. It's funny. They're almost to the point where they're like, we can't say anything that works, so let's just put grunting in our commercials. <laughs> that'll, that'll win people over. Just grunt away. This is the second commercial in a row with no actual words. And I think maybe that's the best way they can go, honestly, at this point. Now, you wonder how this works because, honestly, you start down these roads and you try to appease the woke monster and you understand later on that you will never be woke enough. There is no level of wokeness that appeases this monster. There's no point where the insatiable desire to eat your flesh goes away. That is not what's going on here. What goes on here is this long process of people trying desperately to just blabber on and appease the woke gods, and then they find out that at the end, how ugly that gets. Now, Gilbert Arenas is a former NBA player, really a great scorer, an underrated scorer until he, uh, his, his career was you know, really sidetracked by injuries, but a guy who averaged almost 30 points a game in the NBA. He's an outspoken uh, personality now. He talks on podcasts from time to time, and he points out something here that is mostly obvious to people, uh, that 
if you go after, if you get in an argument with the LGBTQQIA2 plus community, it's likely to end up in your demise. And he kind of goes through this and listen to his commentary here because you just don't hear people talk like this all that often anymore. The LGBT, right? Mm -hmm. I think it's the most unfair group walking the planet right now. How so? You, they have a playbook that only they are playing by, that they can only see, no one else gets to see this playbook, but we're being judged by everything that's in this playbook, but we don't know it. So it's like, there's no open dialogue, right? There's no open dialogue about what is appropriate, what's not. We only find out after we <laughs> up. That's unfair, right? That's unfair, you can't do that. You can't, you can't, I, how do I know something's wrong until you give, give it me, to me? Give me an example of what you're talking about. Um, just words, phrases, like, he, she, it, they, wait, we don't, okay. how do we know? You're, you're making it up as you go. And we don't, it's not like, that's what I said. It's not like there's this dictionary of updates and we can sit there and click it and say, all right, oh, I can't say, oh, I can't. They, they took this out, right? They, they added this in. We, we're just learning. Oh yeah. Right. And that's, un, that's really unfair that you can cancel somebody on a playbook that only you have. Yeah. Right. Like, like having an argument with someone from the LGB. Suicide suicide right here's why <laughs> they have the whole dictionary to use against you right they can say whatever the f they want they can they can technically make a straight man gay by saying hey oh, you look like you look like a gay guy you look like this and call you all kind of gay words which is technically offensive right mm -hmm. to a straight man soon as i say something back that's gay i'm canceled now it's an, it's an amazing process. And I mean, maybe he's overstating the case, right? Maybe it's, it's too much. I mean, this goes back to, uh, you know, Patton Oswalt, the comedian, pointed out at one point they tried to cancel RuPaul for using the word tranny. You try to cancel RuPaul? I, like how, it's impossible to know what these rules are. And this comes from maybe a different perspective than you do. It, come, it definitely, he's talking from a different perspective than I come from. Because my, my goal here is not to appease the LGBTQ community with every word that they want to use. That's not, I, that's not my goal. My goal is to treat people fairly and honestly. I don't care about whatever word they want used on a particular week. I don't try to keep up with the dictionary. I will just say the actual truth. That's probably what you're doing too. You, you want to be respectful to people. I'm not out to just, you know, get in people's faces and, and make enemies. I don't want to do that. But what I want to do is actually keep a connection to the truth. And that is a major, majorly important part of a civilization. If you don't have that connection to the truth, if you won't admit what is actually true, if you won't use words that mean certain things, like when man means a man and a woman means a woman, these basic fundamental human concepts, if you can't be attached to those, you're attached to nothing. You're free-floating in outer space without a tether, uh, floating away from the space station. This is not where you want to be because it might happen slowly, but each day you're farther and farther away from the oxygen. And over and over again, we see this occur in the mainstream media. And you see how people try to deal with this. Bud Light tried to deal with this by, hey, look, we'll, we'll send a can to Dylan Mulvaney. What, what could go wrong? You know, send a can. It'll, the LGBTQQIA2 plus community will feel like we've given them a nice little warm hug. 
And, you know, people, who cares? It's just a can. It's not that big of a deal. But you have to realize that you will never be woke enough. You will never get there. You never arrive. All of these threats that stay out there against you remain there and, in fact, even get worse after you engage. And this is a lesson that all companies should be learning. And Dylan Mulvaney spelled it out perfectly in a recent uh, commentary. I want to give you a couple pieces of this. Starting with the genesis of all of this, uh, Dylan Mulvaney's love for Bud Light. Hi. Hi. One thing I will not tolerate people saying about me is that I don't like beer because I love beer and I always have. Um, great. I built my platform on being honest Brett with Cabot, you. I'll get in trouble for saying And that. what I'm about to tell you might sound like old news, but you know that feeling when you have something uncomfy like sitting on your chest? Well, that's how I feel right now. So this feels like the right thing to do. Okay, good. Do your feelings. I took a that's brand deal with out. a company that I loved and I posted a sponsored video to my page. And it must have been a slow news week because the way that this ad got blown up, you would have thought I was like on a billboard or on a TV commercial or something major. But no, it was just an Instagram video. And the wildest part is that they also sent me one can with my face on it. You might have seen it. And funny story, I had the can around my house, but then I realized, wait, I need to protect this can. So I hid it somewhere and now I can't find it because I hid it so well. But when I do find it, I feel like it needs to go in a museum, preferably behind bulletproof glass. Yeah, Glenn will definitely buy the Bud Light can. By the way, we've got some yingling out here to uh, kick off the monologue today. Um, you know, you think uh, uh, this situation is, I can, I can understand, like you, you get a, I, I don't think Dylan Mulvaney getting a can in the mail thought that it was going to blow up into this big thing. And at some level you can understand why this has been a very strange experience. But now we have to find out why Dylan is breaking his uh, silence uh, over the Bud Light thing. Why, after all this time, is Dylan speaking out? And I should have made this video months ago, but I didn't. And I was scared, and, and I was scared of more backlash, and, and I felt personally guilty for what transpired. So I patiently waited for things to get better. But surprise, they haven't really. And, and I was waiting for the brand to reach out to me, but they never did. Uh-oh. And for months now, I've been scared to leave my house. I have been ridiculed in public. I've been followed. And I have felt a loneliness that I wouldn't wish on anyone. And I'm not telling you this because I want your pity. I am telling you this because if this is my experience from a very privileged perspective, know that oh it God. is much, much worse for other trans people. Ugh, the constant victimization. Everyone's always victimized. Everyone all, is always the victim. I, look, I, I can't answer to whether Dylan Mulvaney's actually scared about leaving their house or not. It's pretty silly if they are. Uh, he is. I don't even know what to say anymore. I don't even understand how to talk about this stuff. I will say that, like, you know, as a conservative media personality, we get plenty of threats. Uh, people are always uh, doing sorts of terrible uh, things and saying terrible things to you. As a public persona of some uh, note, Dylan Mulvaney is going to get bad people doing bad things. There are dumb people who say awful things, I'm sure, to Dylan Mulvaney. And that look, like that sucks. There's no reason for that. Um, but this, of course, is this constant churn of victimization, right? You, the desired position in our society now is to be the victim. It's always been the opposite. I mean, you don't want to victimize others, but you want to be the one overcoming 
the hardships. You want to be the person who is stepping through the tough times, not the person who's constantly crushed and admitting it. And that's the big moment of your day. The big moment of your day is when you celebrate how you've been destroyed by somebody's tweet. I, I, when did our country turn into this place? It's just pathetic over and over again. But that's not the most important part of what Dylan uh, said. What the most important part is something that every company should learn. Think about this for a minute. Bud Light, a brand targeting frat boys, right, has a giant business. They step out of this for a second to honor the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. And they, they have this olive branch. They go out there and they destroy their business over this effort. And what do they get from Dylan Mulvaney? Watch. For a company to hire a trans person and then not publicly stand by them is worse, in my opinion, than not hiring a trans person at all. Oh. Because it gives customers permission to be as transphobic and hateful as they want. And, and the hate doesn't end with me. It has serious and grave consequences for the rest of our community. And, and you know, we're customers too. I know a lot of trans and queer people who love beer. And I have some lesbian friends who could drink some of those haters under the table. But to turn a blind eye and pretend everything is okay, it just isn't an option right now. Mm, you see, not woke enough. You never are woke enough. And the lesson that Dylan Mulvaney is trying to teach Bud Light is one that tons of companies are going to learn here. If you go down this road, when you've risked your company to try to engage with the LGBTQQIA2 plus community, and they don't like the way you handle it, they will then take it out on you too. So you've not only lost your actual customer base, you've also lost the LGBTQQIA2 plus community. In fact, the left is turning harder on Bud Light than the right is right now because they're not standing by Bud, uh, Dylan Mulvaney appropriately enough or something. And of course, co companies are going to learn the exact lesson that Dylan is trying to teach them. Yes, it's worse to hire a transgendered person, get in a controversy, and then be accused of not standing by the movement, not being an ally enough. Instead, you're better off just not doing it in the first place. Is this really the message you'd like to communicate to every company on earth? Is it? Wouldn't it be better to, at the very least, they should be standing by Bud Light and saying like, look, they blew up their company for my stupid, my stupid ass. I should be honored. But instead, it's no, they didn't go far enough. They're not woke enough. And Bud Light learns that you can never be woke enough. They have responded to this by the say they said, uh, as we've said, we remain committed to the programs and partnerships that we have forged over decades with organizations across a number of communities, including those. I mean, could this be any more corporate BS, um, including those in the LGBTQ plus community? Where's the other Q? Where's the I? Where's the A? Where's the two haters? Uh, the privacy and safety of our employees and our partners is always our top priority as we move forward. We will focus on what we do best, brewing great beer for everyone and earning our place in moments that matter to our consumers. The safety of their employees and customers is very, very important, which is why they create a product that is as healthy as beer. Um, they, uh, so they've made their little comment and they've responded. Also, um, maybe in a slightly different tone, Joe Rogan has responded. The time it respects people's opinions is when people boycott 
and it works like this Bud Light thing. Yeah. Then and now people are like don't do that again. Yeah. Like be careful because look what yeah. happened to Bud Light. Well, who controls Bud Light? That's the question. Why would they make a dumb decision like that? Are they trying to ruin Bud Light? And why would they want to ruin Bud Light? Are they trying to take down some of our most iconic American brands? And why would that? How help? much pot? Do I don't think they were trying. To, I don't think they had any idea this was going to happen. <laughs> it's this uh, ESG thing that everybody has to dedicate a certain amount of their time to. You know, woke stuff. Who who man who mandates that? It's a good question. Where's the ESG money come from? Is that uh, government? Uh, like, re- where's re- that come from? Reset, and it's they they have scores, and the the ESG score of your corporation determines what you get. So and high. the problem is also you get these people that are coming out of college, like this this lady who made the decision for Bud Light. You know, she's gone through the university system, she's in the corporate system, and she's a woman, and she thinks, you know, we have to be more inclusive, and that's all the language everyone's using today. Yeah. And so they don't know any real people. They don't know regular people. They have mm-hmm. no idea that if you take a brand, Bud Light, which is, like, known for, you know, blue-collar drinking people, that yeah. they, they like to f- watch football and drink Bud Light, and then all of a sudden you have this mentally ill person who's just an attention whore and you make a big deal out of putting this person 365 days of womanhood you put that on a Bud Light can and they freak the out yeah and then Kid Rock shoots a bunch of them and then it's on once Kid Rock shoots your cans you got real problems yeah (laughs) I'm pretty sure you do The amount of pot that was consumed before, during that interview uh, was very, very high. Um, but look, the general point is is true. I will say, if you don't understand ESG, where that money comes from, how all of that works, The Great Reset is a great place to start. It's a, it's a book by Glenn Beck. His follow-up book comes out on Tuesday. Uh, it's called uh, Dark Future, and you should get that one as well. Um, and, you know, but he's on the general target here. Um, a lot of this is true, and it's starting to affect real people. In February, earnings call uh, before the Bud Light controversy, um, the CEO said uh, fourth quarter earnings were down 9%. The Daily Mail said of Bud Light, the beer brand saw its sales drop 28.5% in the week ending June 17th. It's been around those levels here for a while now. I mean, it's a, an incredibly successful boycott, if you want to call it that. I, I don't love that term. I think it's more of people making individual decisions rather than some big organized thing. But I think it's just people saying, like, I don't really want to drink that stuff right now. What does it say about me? What conversation is going to make me get involved in about Dylan Mulvaney's genitals? I don't want to have that conversation at this party. And that's why this, this is what happens here. I will say it's even getting to the point now where it's affecting people's jobs. The, the drop in sale is one thing. It's going farther. We know the people who recommended this campaign are already out over at Bud Light. The, uh, uh, the, a global glass producer that supplies the Anheuser-Busch company announced they would be closing glass bottling plants in North Carolina and Louisiana in mid-July. 245 jobs lost in the closing of the plant in Ruston, Louisiana. 400 employees losing their jobs at the glass bottling plant in Wilson, North Carolina. These are not happy consequences uh, of, of all of this craziness. But this is what happens when you're not just honest with people. When you try to go down these roads and you're trying to constantly pander to every little group, you instead just piss off everybody. Just take a stand. Just be, we don't need you to be a conservative beer. You want to be a conservative beer? We'll probably drink it and the liberals will hate it. You want to be a liberal beer? Eh, Then the liberals will probably drink it and will probably dislike it. But how about this? Just make freaking beer. 
Just remember the whole normie capitalism thing where everyone tried to make as much money as they could selling a good product to people who wanted it. Remember that? Go back to that. That's all we're asking for. I'm not asking for every single company I deal with to be a hardcore conservative company. I don't need to agree with everybody in the system. That's one of the things that makes capitalism brilliant. The fact that you can trade and do business with people you don't like. The most annoying person in the world might be the cook uh, at the restaurant you go to every day. You don't even know it because capitalism works so well. So I don't need to agree with everyone. I just would love people to not despise everything I stand for. Just go out, make beer, and let's get on with our lives. Did you know uh, that your temperature at night can have one of the greatest impacts on your sleep quality? Man, I have discovered that over the years. If you wake up and it's too hot or it's too cold, I highly recommend you check out the bed, the sheets that are on my bed right now, Miracle Made's bed sheets. Using silver-infused fabrics inspired by NASA, Miracle Made sheets are regulating your temperature, and they are designed to keep you at the perfect temperature all night long. These sheets were designed with silver that prevent up to 99.7% of bacterial growth. I don't know if that's an issue with you. Uh, no more gross odors if that happens to be a situation you're dealing with. Uh, I'm talking to you, Jeffy. I know you're out there watching. Miracle sheets are luxuriously comfortable without the high price tag of other luxury brands and feel as nicer, not nicer, uh, than bed sheets used by some of the five-star hotels you might be stopping into. Jeffy never goes to a five-star hotel. He's more like 1.3 stars. Miracle is so confident in their product, they backed with a 30-day money-back guarantee. So try it out. See if you like it. If you aren't 100% satisfied, you'll get a full refund. Go to trymiracle.com slash stew right now to try Miracle-made sheets today. And whether you're buying them for yourself or as a gift for a loved one, you can order today and you can save over 40%. If you use the promo code stew, you will get uh, three free towels and save an extra 20%. So you're saving big. Head to trymiracle.com slash stew for yourself today. It's Miracle Made Bedsheets. Miracle Made Bedsheets. Well, it is Dan Andros week here on Stu Does America. Dan Andros from faithwire.com and the Quick Start Podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Uh, Dan joins us again uh, in town for the week, and it's good to have you on here, Dan. Yeah. Um, we were just talking about wokeness and uh, Bud Light, the whole Dylan Mulvaney fallout. And there's a new effort here that's starting. Um, and this is from Ben and Jerry's. Now, over the weekend, they did this. They had this tweet. The United States was stolen or founded on stolen indigenous land. This 4th of July, let's commit to returning it. I, I, so we're, we're not going to be a country anymore. It goes back to I don't even know what the theory is. Jordan B. Peterson writes, looks like someone is looking hard for a Budweiser moment. And of course, you know, that is, I think, some at some point true. But like. I think one of the things, and I've tried to do multiple shows on this now, for conservatives to think about the strategy behind this, there's a reason why Bud Light works and Ben & Jerry's doesn't work, in my opinion. Because Ben & Jerry's is primarily a left-wing organization that happens to make ice cream. Bud Light is a company, a beer company, that got involved in wokeness. And you could see them get scared. You could see them recoil as soon as they got called out on this. They were terrified. They didn't know what to do. They don't know how to handle this, obviously. Yeah. Ben and Jerry's will just tell you, we're actually just socialists, and uh, we right. prioritize our crazy left-wing views over our ice cream sales. Right. And so that is, I don't think, a good target for a big boy. No, I mean, is anyone, just think about your reaction. Is anyone surprised? Are you like, oh my goodness, Ben and Jerry's <laughs> right. is, is uh, anti-Israel? Yeah, right. Oh my goodness, 
stop the presses. Who knew? Right. We all knew this, right? right. The, the, the Bud Light thing had that moment because Bud Light is, you know, smashing beer cans on your head, right? Like, this is all, like, America guys, you know, out yeah. there on July 4th. And then for them to dabble into the woke thing, you're like, no. Yeah. You're like, come on. But, yeah, I mean, this is like, this would be like Bernie Sanders coming out. And you're like, ah, I'm, I'm boycotting politicians from, you know, Vermont. Right. Like, you're not surprised at Bernie Sanders. You're not surprised, like you said, uh, at Ben and Jerry. So Yeah, and I think, like, there has to be that level. Because, like, if you think about it from our perspective, if the uh, if uh, a bunch of left wingers decided they were going to boycott the police, right? Yeah. Even if they were highly organized, we wouldn't care. We would continue to do exactly what we do because we prioritize our opinions over the business. Right. Frankly, yeah. If if a bunch of atheists started boycotting CBN and Faithwire, you guys are not going to become atheists, right? Like, like yeah. that's not how that works. No, it's not how it works. And if there's any, look, if there's any reason to boycott Ben and Jerry's, it's because it's like twelve dollars for like a little pint. <laughs> yeah, and it's not worth it. It's not I, worth it at all. Look, yeah. uh, Ben and Jerry's ice cream at the at its core is fine. Like it is a fine ice cream is that should though? be priced at the price of grocery store <laughs> brands. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah. it is fine. It's not the worst ice cream out there. But, like, we're at a point where you can go on Gold Belly and find some of the best ice cream in the world. Yeah. And it's going to be damn expensive, but at least you're going to freaking really enjoy it. Either go with a, a cheaper brand that's, like, you know, consume a bunch of ice cream, or go with the best brand you can find and spend the money on it. Right. Don't go in between with Ben & Jerry's. Right. It makes but, no like, sense. if, like, Tillamook or, you know, Edie's or somebody starts coming out and telling me how awful Israel is, all right, and then, you know, yeah. or they start going down some woke path and they're like, hey, we've got our transgender chip. Yeah. You know, flavor. I'd be like, well, maybe, you know, maybe somebody, you know, maybe that's more worth it, right? Like that's somebody out of the blue just coming in and deciding they're going to be woke. But yeah, like Ben and Jerry's. That's what they do, right? They're a yeah. left-wing organization. You yeah. just, it, it, it's, and I don't say that, you, I mean, you can absolutely avoid Ben and Jerry's because of their politics. I'm totally fine with that. But if it, for it working at a thing that's going to make it drop 28% right. yeah, in not, sales, it's not going to do no, that because they don't care. And if it drops 28% in sales, they're still going to hate Israel. They're still going to hate America. That's just what's going to happen. And then what they'll do is they'll make all of the um, socialist liberals pay like $18. Okay? <laughs> if they lose another slice of the market share, yeah. they'll just jack up the prices for... And then these moron progressives will just keep paying like, yeah, I'm gonna, I'll pay $20 for that pint. I will say you're starting to win me over uh, now to a boycott. <laughs> I would like to see this happen. Um, let me move over to um, ESPN because they, they get the woke treatment as well. And yeah. I'm conflicted a little bit on this one. You have, of course, ESPN, Disney, ABC, all tied in together. And the, the approach from, uh, the, for, from conservatives generally is like, you see ESPN, they've gone woke, they've gone crazy. And now they're firing all these people. Is there a direct line between those two things or is it more complicated than that? I think it's got to be more complicated. Because, and this is my reason why. Like, I think it definitely factors in. Um, they're making people, they're definitely there is a section of people who are like, uh, that's it. I had it with this dump. Yeah. And they're out of here. Like they cannot take it anymore. Um, but then there's other people who are just like, eh, it just doesn't, it, it doesn't really uh, you know, cross their, their radar. But here's why I feel like it's more complicated than that. And it's simply this. You keep reading articles about Netflix and Disney losing money. Do you know how many subscribers <laughs> Netflix has? Well, I don't even know what the latest number it is, but last I looked, it was like 200 million or something. You should never lose money when you have two. How do you lose money? What did they, and they, they raise 
Raise the prices. The, the price. So you're paying like $15 a month if you still have Netflix, which I did cancel because I couldn't take it anymore. But a 200 million times, I mean, that's a couple billion dollars a month. Billions of dollars a month. And they're like, ah, we can't do it, guys. We need to. What? If you can't make money on 200 million subscribers, <laughs> what is this model? Right. What is the subscription model? It's more fundamental. It, it goes to the core, really, of what uh, these companies are doing. I mean, you, you're making that much money and you can't make a profit. And, and, the, and they continually have to dump money out for programming. Right. Um, Dan Abrams uh, talked about this uh, the other day. Um, and he brought up some good points because they did fire a bunch of people. People like Jeff Van Gundy, who's one of the best NBA analysts, in my view, um, you know, Jalen Rose, uh, I kind of like, uh, you know, there's a bunch of people who they fired who I don't, uh, who, who yeah. I, I don't think were fired for performance reasons. Even ESPN's not saying that. They're saying it was cost cutting. But at the same time, they uh, finalized a six-year deal with the Big 12, uh, forking over a billion dollars to the conference. So losing a few employees, a drop in the bucket compared to what they're what they're paying these conferences. And again, like, uh, is it even the top tier? Uh, uh, it's not the SEC they're paying that much right. for, right? Um, you have that going on. They they also hired Pat McAfee, five year, eighty five million dollar contract, highest paid personality on ESPN, which is really incredible. All this going on. This is a more complicated thing than just the wokeness, but I will say it would be a lot easier to maintain your business and be able to grow your business if half the country wasn't constantly annoyed with you. Right, right. Yeah, absolutely. And it's definitely not performance-based, by the way, because Doris Burke would have gotten fired. Um, <laughs> and I'm only saying that because she, for some reason, I'm a Celtics fan of mm -hmm. the NBA, and she seems to hate the Celtics. Jason Tatum's like scoring 51 points in a game and just icing it all, and she's just like silent. There's all these memes about it. <laughs> so anyway, but yeah, it is it is bizarre because there is not an obvious pattern there, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, you're cutting talent on the one end, but then, like you said, you're bringing in Pat McAfee with this huge contract. Right. You know, so why are you firing Jalen Rose? You know, why are you firing these guys? So um, it is... It's a little perplexing to me, and yeah, I just don't think it's it's that black and white. It would be just nice if they would just do sports. Again, this yeah, this yes, idea of normie capitalism is one I keep coming back to. You don't have to do right-wing sports. Yeah. I'm fine reading right-wing sports because I'm a right-winger, right. right? I'm a conservative. But, like, just do sports. Talk about the damn games. Well, we used to talk about this all the time, Stu, with, um, you know, back in the day with Glenn on Fox, working at, you know, Media Matters every day, was, like, writing all this stuff, like, trying to get stop back, all this. Yeah. And what was always the thing the advertisers, they just didn't want to deal with this. Yeah, it wasn't a yeah. hardcore left-wing opposition to Glenn's ideas. Right. It was like, uh, roll your eyes, you I don't want the phone calls. But when, when was that, that inf inflection point, the switch, where now they, they do care about that now? And they, they are like, yes, we've decided now we're going to, is it the ESG score thing? Is it, what is it? Because uh, something has definitely changed because advertisers used to go back to the normie capitalism where we're just like, look, we, wanna, we don't want to annoy our customers. If we accidentally step in something, we say, you know what, guys, look, we, we just want to make donuts. Yeah. You know, we just want to make the donuts. Like, sorry, we did that. Not anymore. Now that now they seem to be bowing down to this, uh, I don't know, woke mob. Yeah, they really are. Uh, there's also a change, I think, in media and news coverage. Uh, the Philly mass killing uh, suspect is uh, an amazing story because, uh, you know, this dude comes out. Uh, he occasionally dresses as a woman. He's a BLM protester. Also has some other weird views, like seems to be a big gun nut as well. Uh, so it's not exactly like a hardcore left winger only, but like a, a weird cornucopia of views. But... 
dressing as a woman, you know, on on the the social media pages, walking around town in dresses and stuff, as described by witnesses, goes and kills a bunch of people, shoots a bunch of people. And that part of the story is just not really covered by the mainstream media. Uh, it just seems all too convenient. Yeah, uh, really shocking. It's like all, all of a sudden the naked gun meme comes out. They, they dive in there to talk about a shooting and then it's like, oh, well, nothing to see here, guys. We're heading back. You know, it's like has the uh, uh, what's the manifesto? Has yeah. that come out yet from the from, from Nashville? The, yeah. yeah, no, no, I don't think so. No, we just it just that thing just well, we're just going to move on. Dot com there. Yeah. <laughs> so um, it's it's when it doesn't fit the narrative, it conveniently slink away. All right. We have a, a cocaine update coming up. Yes, cocaine in the White House. A shocking update you will not believe in just a minute. We have a cocaine in the White House update. Yes, very, very exciting. Now, of course, we were told this was in, first of all, it was in the tour area where everyone, every person that's ever been inside the White House, kids go by it all the time, and that's where they found the cocaine. Then it was in the private area, but in a highly trafficked area uh, where it could be probably just, you know, someone taking a tour, no big deal. Well, guess what? We now have a third location. Uh, multiple officials involved in the White House cocaine inquiry just an amazing sentence, now say that the bag of powder was found in a cubby near the White House's West Executive entrance, not the formal West Wing lobby, as was previously recorded or, or reported. This was now in the area, and they were very clear to point this out, Dan. This is in the area near where the vice president parks their vehicle. That was in the report. Like, why would you say that unless you think the vice president had something to do with it? I mean, did Joe Biden put that in there? Like, make sure to try to get it as far away from him and Hunter as possible. I mean, there's so many holes in this. First of all, it's just like in the common area by the tour is the first explanation. Like, that's like, oh, I mean, it's just every day that somebody walks through on a tour and just drops a bag of cocaine. Like, come on. Come on. I mean, all these dads out there just with, ah, uh, they got their kids' toys and then the cocaine fell out. <laughs> right. I mean, come on. Stop this. And then they move it over to, it just conveniently is getting more, clo you know, closer to where the politicians are. Mm -hmm. And they just keep changing the story. And I'm still perplexed, Stu, by how you could solve, like, the Idaho murders, right? The, whatever those, that college Right, was, yes. Right? Mm -hmm. The guy goes in, nobody sees it. It's the middle of the night. Everyone's like, what in the world happened? Then he takes off, drives across the country, and they catch this guy, you know, using all sorts of technology out in the middle of nowhere across the country. They catch him in, like, a week or whatever it he's was. He's caught in a week. They figure it out before that. But yeah, he's figured caught out and in possession caught in, a in a week. You find him. Yeah. I mean, I've been to the Poconos. I live near it. And it's like, hey, there's a lot of woods there and stuff. Right. It's hard to find people. <laughs> and they find him. This is a bag of cocaine in the White House of the United States. One of the most highly surveilled buildings yes. in the world. Yes, and you're like, well, we're working on it, guys. Go, what do you want? <laughs> we can't tell you which wing of the White House. White House. <laughs> I, like over and over again, they keep changing the story. Right. This is I. I don't know. I mean, Dan Bongino is a former Secret Service agent. He said there's no way it's 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 not a family member because everyone else gets searched coming in here. Yeah. Like, if you're a family member, you can come in. You can kind of get away with what you get away with because you're a family member. But that's it. Now, I don't know. I mean, Dan knows this better than uh, certainly I do. But like it to me, it does really stink to that. One of these, you know, one of the Biden family members, someone close to the family did this. They know who it is and they're trying to figure their way out of it. Yeah, they're trying to figure their way out. of it. Now, the obvious, 
you know thing is oh it's got to be Hunter right like he's done all he's yes. doing all the drugs and all the stuff but what if, like this is what I was saying earlier is what if Hunter's just this cover right he's the fall guy for all this stuff because now if you're Joe Biden or Kamala Harris and whoever else it might be is doing lines all the time. <laughs> you leave the bag in there. As long as Hunter was there at around. some point, it's absolutely Hunter. You That's have absolute cover. Smart strategy. So they love actually. him. And they love him. I will anyway. say there's video of Hunter, you know, rubbing his nose at this event and people are, are pointing that. I don't know if that's legitimate. But what I will say here is it's very consistent with who Hunter Biden is. A guy who is constantly required to get a high to increase the risk. Right. Like when you've had four prostitutes at yeah. once in a hotel room and it's on video, like you're bored by four prostitutes again in a hotel. Yeah. You have to escalate the risk all the time. And what higher risk is there from doing cocaine in the White House at a state dinner? It would be completely consistent with who this person is. Yeah. Yeah. And look, if Hollywood is worth their salt, whatever salt they have left, yeah. they've got to do like a legit Hunter Biden movie. I mean, this guy's yeah. life. Like, Beaver. what in the world? I mean, he's, like, dating all these people. He marries his his brother's wife after his brother. Yes. Like, what the heck is going on with these guys? It's the weirdest thing. I will say, uh, I mentioned this many times, but essentially a movie about Hunter Biden's life is called Succession, the HBO series with Kendall, <laughs> the son, who did uh, about 80%. He didn't marry. He didn't go into marry his, his dead brother's uh, spouse so or try to hook up with his dead right, brother's right. spouse. But yeah. Other than that, it was pretty much the same story. Um, let me go to a couple of terrible uh, Democratic governors here for a second. Okay. This one's really amazing, and it's from your home state. I, oh. And this one affects you directly because you've been a homeschooler yeah. forever. You've, yeah. You know, you, you don't, you never sent your kids to public school at all. I don't think, really. Uh, well, my daughter went kindergarten. Okay. So, uh, and then that was it. So that's why that's why uh, you know you've let her down as a father. Um, no, uh, it, you've, <laughs> but you've been really involved in this community from the very beginning. Yeah. Well, there's been this big school choice movement, which I'm really in favor of. I'm a big proponent of it. I love it, um, and it's not as thorough as I would like it to be in some states. Pennsylvania though has uh, Josh Shapiro, who ran for governor on a pro school choice platform. One of the reasons why he won was he was he came off as the quote unquote sensible Democrat. Right. I'm not saying he was, but his point was like, I'll I, I know you like school choice. I'll give you that, even though it's not a Democratic platform thing. Well, when push came to shove, after getting Senate Republicans to go along with funding Democratic priorities in return for his support for the school choice policy, Shapiro has promised uh, the PA House of Representatives he will veto the scholarships, leaving the rest of the budget intact. Yeah. So he's bailing on this when push comes to shove. Yeah, of course, I'm personally very disappointed in that because it would be really nice. I mean, you're seeing some of these voucher laws like pass. Yeah. And it would be great to get some of that as a homeschooler. But um, and get some of that means not pay twice. Right. Right. Not right. pay for the stuff you have to use to, uh, to right. do the homeschooling, plus the taxes you right. pay for the public schools. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, and you know, I mean, I guess we shouldn't be shocked that, mm. that they would do this because he's, I mean, some of his biggest funders are the teachers unions and organizations that are related to teachers unions are, were his top funders yeah. for his campaign. So you can, you can kind of connect the dots there. It doesn't take a rocket scientist, right? It, it is amazing. I mean, we have had real progress on this issue for the first time in our lives. And we've been yeah. talking about this issue for, I yeah. don't know, 20 years yeah. on conservative talk radio. It never seemed to get any momentum until COVID. And we have seen a sea change. Texas still not there, which is pathetic. Yeah. Pennsylvania, I would say, would be harder, but almost came through here. Hopefully there's something they can do. Maybe one more here before, before we go, because this one's amazing. Uh, go, uh, Tony Evers, he's the governor of Wisconsin. 
Um, he issued a line item veto. He has this power to uh, just fight veto particular things in bills. And the way the bill was written, I don't have the exact phrasing, but it was like 2023 to, or 2023 to 2025 or 2024 to 2025 funding increases in public schools. So instead of vetoing you know, whole words or sentences, what he decided to do is just veto certain letters and dashes. So instead of it saying 2023 to 2024, it now says 2023 to the year 2425. He line itemed out individual letters, numbers, and dashes to make this public school increase in spending um, for $325 per student for the next 402 years. What a, Disgraceful. What kind of a loophole is this? Right. Like, how did, how did that one sneak through? Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, you, you know, you can just t- change a little letter, and then you're, everyone's going to start writing these laws in, like, code where you just, <laughs> and then it's like, oh, yeah. drag queens. You know, right. and you're like, oh, what? what? I thought you were <laughs> uh, doing some sort of budget. Nope, nope, it was drag queens, just, uh, you know, a little if, code. If we can just cross out individual letters, we are going to have, we're going to nail this. I mean, we can do all sorts of really fun stuff. Well, maybe we do this back on Cancel taxes, right? Yeah, yeah cancel taxes, <laughs> right? Or like, hey, we're going to get uh, Joe Biden to agree to this four quadrillion dollar budget. And then, like, we just take out the four and it's, you know, all zeros. I have to believe that they're going to find, a, I mean, the court's, Obviously, this is not the spirit of what was supposed to be done here. They passed a law for two years of funding, and he got 402 years out of it. So this close. It can't be just, real, right? Yeah, it yeah. can't be real. But <laughs> knowing Democrats, you know, knowing how this works, it very well might be real. Yeah. Uh, Dan Andros, FaithWire.com, the Quick Start Podcast. Make, to, make sure to uh, subscribe to that. You get that uh, feed in your morning. Uh, and, and check it out on the way to work. Get your uh, daily updates. Dan, thanks for coming on the program. Right. Thank you. Let me tell you a little bit about, uh, I don't know, an investment idea. Yeah, you know, maybe bankonyourself.com. Bank on Yourself is the type of company that is something that turns the tables a little bit. Because if you were told to like max out your 401k, if you were told to dump money into, a, you know, basically a casino uh, on the markets and, and you've lost money, you want to look for something where you can take the gains and not take the losses. You know, it's tough. Is there a way to actually do this? Well, Bank on Yourself has a way. This is a guaranteed and predictable retirement plan uh, that is an alternative to everything you've heard about before. Plus, you can get tax-free income in retirement. And there's no restrictions on your money. It's your money. So if you want to borrow it to spend on something, you can do that in your retirement. It'd be nice to be protected from the tax tsunami that, could, that, that can hit you as you retire. Bank on yourself is the strategy that famous businesses like you know, McDonald's used when no banker would lend them a dime. And almost anyone can do this. It's built-in inflation production, uh, protection. It is ultimate peace of mind for your retirement. It's really interesting. Learn about it. Uh, get a free report uh, with all the details on the bank on yourself strategy. How does it uh, add predictability to your retirement bankonyourself.com slash stew. It's bankonyourself.com slash stew. Check it out today. Bankonyourself.com slash stew. 
Next week, I'm going to be out in uh, Iowa and uh, doing a, a, a forum of national voices, many of which happen to be candidates for president of the United States. It'll be interesting to talk to them, see some different perspectives. How does this field play out? We're getting into that season. Uh, when you go there, you can check them all out. We're going to be broadcasting live on The Blaze, and that's going to be really interesting. And also, you will find out that you'll take any of them except Joe Biden. Go to studosmerch.com, get your T-shirt, get your mug. It says anyone but Biden 24. It looks like a Biden campaign sh shirt from a distance, but uh, I assure you it is not. We'll see you tomorrow.